0: Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Raheem. As-Salaatu wa s-Salaam ila al-Akmalan ala khayri khalki Allah Muhammad ibn Abdillah al-Sadiq al-Ameen All praises due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We praise Him, we seek His aid and guidance. He whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides, none can lead astray. And he whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala leads astray, none can guide. I bear witness and testify that there is no Lord worthy of being worshipped except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I bear witness and testify that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi is his slave and final messenger. My brothers and my sisters, today we continue on discussing the importance of our belief in the prophets and messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in particular, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi and those who were chosen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be of Ulul Azm. And so inshallah today we continue from yesterday where we mentioned that the belief in the Prophets and the Messengers is part of your belief in Islam. And that a true Muslim cannot be a true Muslim if he does not believe in one of the Prophets. But if he rejects any of the Prophets then he is left the fold of Islam. And we discussed also that our belief in the Prophets and Messengers also brings us ease. In the belief, in other things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us to believe in. Whether it is Him himself, subhanahu wa ta'ala, or his books, or his angels, or the last day. It allows us to accept what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written upon us. From what we assume to be good, or what we assume to be bad. For everything from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with his divine knowledge is better for us if only we knew. So the virtues of the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and our love for them should be the same. In acceptance, be the same. So know that Allah wa ta'ala favored some of the prophets over others. We mentioned that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has favored some of the prophets and He spoken to them like Prophet Musa. And he had favored some of the prophets and he saved them from... The belly of the whale. Like Jonah. And he favoured other prophets. And that he saved them from the fire. Like he did with Ibrahim And he favoured other prophets to be the first. Of mankind. And that is Adam salam. And he's favoured other prophets. That he's gifted them with the ark. Like Prophet Noah And he's favoured others. Like Muhammad Wasallam, And he's gifted them with the Quran. And so Yes. Some of the prophets and messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are favored. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And remember when we took from the prophets the covenant and from you, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And please remember that from our love and our belief in Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa that whenever we mention his name, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, send prayers and blessings upon him. Do not get tired. Do not slacken off. Do not allow us to hear his name sallallahu alayhi wa and to be of the stingy. And those who are tight-fisted, as Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, those who are tight-fisted are those who, when my name is mentioned in their presence, and do not send salutations upon me. So send salutations upon the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So remember, when we took from you from the prophets their covenant and from you O muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and from noah noah and ibrahim abraham and musa moses and isa son of mary so in this ayah that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned he has mentioned to us the five agreed upon messengers of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and prophets that are of the ulul azam He has mentioned Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam first. Then he mentioned Nuh. Then he mentioned Ibrahim. Then he mentioned Musa. Then he mentioned Isa, the son of Mary. So these are the five agreed upon. That the ulama have said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has favored through the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and through the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. These prophets who are messengers and if you look that all of these that were chosen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala were messengers, not only prophets, they were all given this noble title of being of ulul azm because of their striving and struggling for the sake of Allah in calling to Allah, even though we know That there is no prophet or messenger that was sent Except that he was to pass on the message of Tawheed To pass on the message of Tawheed But some of them Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made their job a little bit easier Because he made them king Like Sulaiman. His job was a little bit easier Because he was a king and he had power But when we look at the story of Nuh 950 years and he only had a few followers and so their struggle And them striving for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala They are all having this in common And this is a lesson for every single one of us And whenever we mention the prophets And we always try to get this to our brothers and our sisters It is not a story that we retell But rather we need to take from their lives And to implement in our lives, especially those who claim to be callers to the faith and du'aat and aim, we need to take the stories of the prophets to allow ourselves to have that piety and strength and resolve to push forward, even when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends upon us trials upon trials and fitan upon fitan. We need to continue. So here we say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yes, has distinguished some of the prophets to others and him giving this position, yes, it is a noble position. And we notice in that ayah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam before all of the prophets. And this is befitting of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. It is befitting of a man that was chosen by Allah subhanahu wa taala to be the seal of the prophets. That no prophet nor messenger will come after him. That he was sent to all of mankind and all of jinn, and not only for mankind and for the other Arabs, but rather for all of humanity, the jinn and the ins. And yes, he's no, balath, no malady. Uh, was chosen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and elevated in his status when he gave him the Qur'an and allowed the Qur'an to be the final book and after the Qur'an there is no book and belief in the Qur'an is belief in the message and to hold forth of the Qur'an is to hold Islam and Iman and so yes as we mentioned Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he favors prophets Upon prophets and messengers, upon messages. But we know that the ulul azm are the ones chosen by Allah subhanahu wa taala. We see, yes, that even when Allah subhanahu wa taala mentioned that He created Adam from His hands in a way which magically befits Allah subhanahu wa taala, that yes, this was not the only reason for Him to have nobility, but rather Muhammad sallallahu alaihi. Yes he took that position And yes that Ibrahim Was the khalil of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala But yet also Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Took this nobility and this position So yes of all Of the ulul azam Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Was the head Now we want to mention just a small Argument that Why are ulul azam Only five and why can't they be more Firstly, the ulama said that the five that were mentioned in the verse previously, this is what the proof is. But they differed upon when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, from the prophets and from the messengers. Does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mean that there are more than these five? And I'm only mentioning these five because of their position. And we know this is mentioned also when He mentions prophets in general. And Muhammad said that there were over a hundred thousand prophets. So when he only mentioned 25 in his book, does that mean that these uh, are worthy of being followed and, and praised other than the others? No, it means that we believe in all of them. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned these 25 for certain reasons he mentioned in the, book, in the book, like the miracles that they were given or the struggle that they went through or the message that they had. So yes, there was a debate, but the debate was ended when the ulama were in consensus that the five that we mentioned, they are the ones that are the ulul azim. And so what are they? And who are they? First and foremost, we start with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi And it was who? Nuh alayhi salam and? Ibrahim alayhi salam and? Musa alayhi salam and? Isa alayhi salam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with them another way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala differentiate between some of the prophets as we said is that he chooses some of the prophets and we mentioned that Sulaiman was not only a prophet but also a king but we also know that the messengers of Allah ta'ala and some of the prophets are classifying Abid Abdullah uh, and the prophet or messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now, what do we notice when we look at the names of the Ulul Azm? Muhammad sallallahu Alaihi and Nuh, and Musa, and Isa, and Ibrahim? Were they kings? They were all slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and messengers, not just prophets. So they all had a message, and they all proclaimed that message and passed it on to others. So they all resemble one another in the message and they all resemble one another in the status as in they weren't kings and prophets and they all resemble one another in their striving and struggling and the torment and pressure that they had from the communities to push forward the faith of la ilaha illallah and so when we take this as a lesson we understand that when allah subhanahu wa ta'ala elevated them five we need to be of them five or hold their characteristics when we are calling upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't think forever being a follower of Muhammad Sallallahu even with power, even with power, whether political or you have military might or it's going to be easy. No, it is always going to be a struggle for you. It was always going to be fitna that befalls you. And when you do realize this, your test becomes easier. Your mission becomes clearer, your hadith, your goals in your mission and in your da'wah become stronger. And that is why when we are going through the torment and pressure and fitna of da'wah, this should never be a reason for you to turn your back or to sit at home. And it's easy for you to worship your your Lord in your home and in your room and not face the fitna of calling upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala outside the home or inside the masjid or in the streets. When we look at the stories of these prophets we realize that you need to sacrifice everything you have that you need to sacrifice family and time with your family you need to sacrifice your health you need to sacrifice your wealth you need to sacrifice your land that you were in the land that you were in. look at the stories Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa was made to leave Mecca to where? to Medina and some of his companions went to other parts of the world, like a Ethiopia. If we look at Moses, he left his family, and then he traveled. We look at Nuh also, who is placed in an ark, and went from one place of the world to another. We look at Ibrahim, with his wife Hajar, going from one place of the world to another. All struggling and striving, migrating for the sake of who? For the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So do you think that you could stay in one place and call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and when the going gets tough, you lock yourself up in your home and leave the da'wah and... No. When the call was made, when the permission granted, they all left. But now after the death of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the hijrah that we make, the hijrah that we make, the migration that we make, is for everything that is pleasing to Allah. And so yes, if you can't please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this part of the world, then go to another part. If not in this street, in the next street. If not in this state, in another state. If not in this country, another country. Until you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, until that certainty, yaqeen, befalls you and comes upon you if you look at all 5 of the ulul azm every single one of them sacrificed not only their lands but their families they sacrificed their families muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his uncles and his people Nuh alayhi salam his own son ibrahim his father moses he had to leave his mother This is the sacrifice. So, the sacrifices that you make, we need to see this. Even if you are given power, even if you are in the house of nobility, you still have to get up. You still have to call. You still need to go through the fitan. You still need to be strong and upon taqwa until you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, yes. They were all going through this. But yet we knew we knew one that we take not only in our day-to-day lives as a kudwa, as a leader, as an example, but we take him as an example from this world until we meet him Yawmul al upon his fountain. And that is the kudwa of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So it's only befitting. That Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yes is of Ulul Asam. And it is only that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the one that was granted the final message, the final book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, is befitting Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qiyamah the first to wake after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes the lives of all of creations. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, I will be the leader of the children of Adam on the day of resurrection. So we say to the people and to every single Muslim, your leader is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa in this world and the hereafter. But anyone who turned his back upon Muhammad and his son in this world, do not expect to meet Muhammad in the hereafter and that is the guarantee and promise of Muhammad himself anyone who leaves his sunnah in this world do not expect to be raised upon the sunnah in the next he is the leader the Sayyid of the children of Adam yawmul qiyamah and to claim that Power of opposition. This is a gift of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to him. But for us, our job in this world is to follow his sunnah step by step, movement by movement, action by action, words by words, until we meet him al qiyamah. I will be the leader of the children of Adam on the day of resurrection. And I am not bouncing. Muhammad sallallahu is not Sharing this with you to boast about it, to show you arrogance that he is a leader. No. Giving you divine decree, information given to him by Allah that he will be the leader. In my hand, there will be a banner of praise, of hamd. And this is another lesson from Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa That even if you're upon the sunnah, say alhamdulillah. Say Alhamdulillah because how many brothers we've lost to innovation and how many sisters we've lost to innovation. I'm not talking about the innovations that we talk about the simple innovations. I'm not talking about the simple innovations even like people uh, using the the misbah or people even celebrating his birthday. I'm not talking about these innovations that are simple compared to the innovation of worshipping other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then tell me this is the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa sallam, calling upon other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and say this is a part of the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa sallam. Calling upon those who are the awliya, those who are the prophets, those who are the angels and saying this is of the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa sallam. This is the innovation that I'm talking to you about. So say Alhamdulillah you're upon the sunnah. Say Alhamdulillah you know the haqq. Through the people of haqq. Through the scholars of haqq. Because wallahi, wallahi, there are people who are out there that are our brothers in Islam that are falling upon innovation, upon innovation, and they actually believe that are there upon good. So say Alhamdulillah. And say Alhamdulillah, that we are of the nation of Muhammad That's not left, he has not left an issue of creed or an issue of fuq. Or an action that we should say to get closer to Jannah. Or an action that we should not do that gets us closer to hellfire. Except that he has informed us of. That's what we believe. That Muhammad sallallahu left us upon a clear path to Jannah. And warned us about the torment of hellfire and the actions that will take you to hellfire. And so say Alhamdulillah. Because Wallahi as a nation I feel we do not say this enough. We do not say Alhamdulillah that Allah has granted us Islam. And granted us the Sunnah. And granted us the correct creed and belief. And granted us Muhammad Sallallahu as our leader. So say Alhamdulillah. And all Hamd goes to Allah. And all Hamd is from Allah. So we say Alhamdulillah. And the one that is holding the banner of Hamd Yawmul Qiyamah is Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. I'm not hearing the Salat upon the Prophet Sallallahu Love that we show to Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam should be in our on, our on our tongue. Do not shy away from saying this. Sending prayers upon the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam with your tongue. Is the way we get elevated in this world. So send prayers upon the Prophet Muhammad. I will be the leader of the children of Adam, Yawmul Qiyamah, on the day of resurrection. In my hand, there will be a banner of praise. I'm still not boasting about this. Muhammad is telling you, even though we would never think. And ever even allow our minds to contemplate that Muhammad sallallahu is saying it out of praise himself. This is a warning to us to never allow that thought to enter. Because this in itself is belittling of Muhammad sallallahu sallam. And belittling Muhammad sallallahu is what? Belittling Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa is what? Don't be scared, you're not scared if you say it. It takes you out of the fold of Islam ya habibi. You doubting Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, you belittling him, you thinking that he will fall into this major sin. It's a major sin to have arrogance, isn't it? Who knows the, the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam in Ramadan when he walked out of the the masjid when he was doing i'tikaf. And he went and with one of his wives. What's her name? Where he left I'tikaf, and then some of the companions they saw him. It was pitch black. In the nights of Medina, leaving the house of Allah with his wife, some of the companions saw him. And he said, Ala rislukum, Wait, it is Safiyya. He said, Ya Rasulullah, Ya Rasulullah, do you think we will ever doubt you? He said, indeed, the devil and the whispers of the devil will go through the veins of the children of Israel like the blood goes through your veins. The ulama here mentioned that indeed, the companions would never have thought this. And he's not doing this to protect himself and his honor. Muhammad does not need to do that. Allah does that as proven in the story of Aisha. Allah is the one that proves the innocence of the wives of Muhammad And their status. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that elevated their status. Not us. Don't allow those thoughts to enter your mind. Cursed are those. Who think that Muhammad sallallahu Married a lady of adultery. Or continue to marry a lady of adultery. Or to be with a lady of adultery. Cursed are they. To Yomul Qiyam. And allow us to see. In this world and the next. Their humiliation. This is our belief. This is the Sunnah's belief. So yes. He's saying I'm not boasting this. This is not arrogance. I'm saying this to you. This is information. This is Haq. This is Wahi coming to me. In my hand there will be a banner of praise. There will be no prophet on that day. Adam or anyone else but he will be beneath my banner meaning that he will be following Muhammad sallallahu i will be the first one to intercede and the first one to be called upon to intercede and i'm not boasting i'm not boasting about this there's no arrogance here all of the prophets will follow me this is the position of Muhammad sallallahu wa wasallam. This is the position of your Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. That every single prophet will be following Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. We saw this in the night of al Isra al Ma'raj, where all of the prophets prayed behind Muhammad sallallahu wa sallam. and we will see this when Isa the son of Mary will return, and he will only follow. The sunnah of Muhammad. And we saw this when Muhammad said, By Allah, if my brother Musa was here today, it would not befit him except that he follows my Sunnah. So, yes, Muhammad is and will be the first one to intercede, Yaumul and the first one to be called to intercede, meaning for others. And I am not boasting. And this is narrated by Imam Ahmad tirmidhi ibn Majah. So yes, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the final prophet. And yes, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the messenger that has been given gifts by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that elevates him even in the group of Ulul Azam. He is at the top of the list. And he's been gifted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and these gifts are mentioned by him himself. He, Muhammad, وسلم, he said in a hadith, I have been favored over the prophets with six things. Muhammad وسلم, has said, I have been favored over the prophets with six things. Now, listen closely to the six things and then ask yourself, why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to gift why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gift Muhammad sallallahu alayhi These six things And for Muhammad sallallahu to mention this That means it is of grave importance Of great virtue The first I have been favoured over the prophets with six things I have been given concise speech Jawami al kalim That when Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa he speaks Only a few words It means so much And has so much meaning. And this is a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And even nowadays, that if you have poets or you have people who write novels, if they can get a message across in so fewer words, but has so much meaning, then this is classified as being a person who has a high level of intelligence. And Muhammad was gifted this. I have been supported with fear. From me, meaning the enemies of Allah, fear Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa fear him, and in one narration is mentioned over a month. So even before Muhammad sallallahu sallam even steps onto his, or gets onto his camel or horse, his enemies are all shivering in fear. This is a gift. This is a gift. The spoils of war have been made permissible for me. The spoils of war have made Permissible for me. The earth has been made, all of the earth has been made of a means of purification and a place of prayer. And a place of prayer. And I have been sent to all of mankind. And I am the last of the prophets. The Jawami' al-Kalim as we mentioned. Being supported with fear. This in itself is mentioned by Muhammad as a virtue given to him by Allah and for all of the brothers and the sisters that try to always remove anything that has to do with placing fear in the hearts of the enemies of Islam, they take this away, put it on the side, Islam is about peace, my brother, we're all about peace. Muhammad sallallahu is saying this is a virtue that my enemies fear me. Now if you're an enemy of Islam, you know that fear. And anyone listening to us today and is an enemy of Islam, they know this fear. They wake up to this fear. They go to sleep to this fear. And we know this. We see this. We sense this. And this is why Islam has always been for those who want to show that they are strong and mighty has always been the target. Not only because of their beautiful religion and the piety of its believers, but it always is, as is with all humanities, is that if you want to show yourself strength, you need to pick the biggest person. You want to show others that you are strong? Pick the biggest person. And if you can beat them then everybody would fear you and everybody could fear you our last major battle in Islam how many hundreds of years ago was it and a leader with an army against another nation or empire that is what they remember the enemies of Islam that is what they remember if you And the rest of the muslims have forgotten the crusade i'm guaranteeing you the christians haven't go ask the bishops the popes go ask the vatican have they forgotten about the the crusade they haven't forgotten about the crusade and i'm guaranteeing you they have been preparing ever since and we've been asleep sadly but alhamdulillah we've been given the virtue the virtue of fear even if we've done nothing the virtue of this fear even if we have not taken a single step forward your sunnah puts hearts puts fear in the hearts of your enemies even if those enemies are within the enemies of the sunnah dislike your bid and when you see, when they see the bid this beard brings terror to them this is virtue this is not something that is light if it was light muhammad sallallahu would not have mentioned it in the six but this is something we need to understand that the closer to you uh, the Sunnah, the more fear in the hearts of the believers there will be. That is the the closer you are to Muhammad, the more fear in the hearts of the believers, without us even lifting lifting a finger. Both bilmana and literal, without lifting a finger, the fear is in their hearts. But when? Because it's never been about our military might, never. Look at the battles of Muhammad. Never. Never about our military. The military aided us. The military aided us. The naval ships aided us. But we had Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we had the sunnah of Muhammad. وسلم, and so some battles didn't even begin. And they were won. And the first battle that did not even begin. And we won was the one straight after Uhud. And anyone who can remember that name, the Battle of. Even in English. No. Like I said, not many people know about it because it was a battle that was won and it didn't even begin. Hamra'ul Asad. The battle and the the ulama have mentioned this as a battle, as a conquest. Hamra'ul Asad. Straight after Uhud. That's a story in itself. Research it. Hamra'ul Asad. The earth or the spoils of war have been made Halal Before the spoils of war the prophets before him the spoils of war will be all gathered And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends and strikes a fire from the heavens and it he all burns up No one gets it No one gets the spoils of war But Alhamdulillah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given Muhammad sallallahu the spoils of war So whenever they have and they were given victory, the spoils of war were passed amongst the companions and the Muslims. The earth has been made a place of worship and a means of purification. Everywhere you go, you can pray. And you use the water to make wudu. And if you don't have water, use the sand, use the soil. The whole entire earth is made pure for you to pray and to make wudu. With the exception of in a few places, we're not going to go into that matter. But this was also a gift, a virtue of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa upon other prophets that were sent. And he was sent to all of mankind, the Arabs and the non-Arabs. Whereas before, the prophets were sent to their nation, to their people. But Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa he is the prophet of every single one of us. Because no Arab has any kind of superiority above a non-Arab. Except in what? Taqwa. Your belief. Can I see your belief? No. So the judgment is with Allah. Every single one of you is the brother of every single one of you. And that brotherhood that you have, no other nation. No other nation that followed any other prophet has this brotherhood. And this is why if you ask majority of the reverts, especially the brothers, and if you ask them why did they enter Islam, one of the reasons, of course, the concept of Tawheed is their number one reason. But one of the reasons is the brotherhood that they feel in Islam. That as soon as they enter Islam, they actually believe physically and in their heart that they are now part of a family that they will never have any other religion giving them this. And so yes, this brotherhood that we feel, even if in this small masjid here in Sydney, we have tens of nationalities all sitting before us, all having La Ilaha Illallah, Muhammad rasulullah in their hearts, all of this upon the one and true guidance sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And lastly, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed Muhammad sallallahu to be the seal of the prophets. The Khatim, an al-Nabīyīn, that he is the seal of all the prophets. And if he's a seal of the prophets, that means he's also a seal of the, the messengers. Because every single messenger was a prophet, but not every prophet was a messenger. And so when Muhammad sallallahu alayhi is saying to you that he is the seal of the prophets, that means he's the seal of the both prophets and messengers. So we don't have uh, the Dajjal uh, or the ones that were sent before us and even those that may come after us saying that they are prophets of Allah. That they are prophets of Allah. And so no prophet and no messenger will ever come after Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he sends prayers and blessings upon the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi That he elevates his status in our hearts and in this world and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows us to see him yawmul qiyamah. That he is our leader in this world and our leader in the day, on the day of judgment insha'Allah. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow every single one of you to hear what is good and to follow it. And any information that was given to you that was an error. then this is from the shaitan, from my shortcomings. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to safeguard our brothers and our sisters in Jinin in Palestine. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he gives them victory. And before that victory he gives them faith. And then stern belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That he allows them to get closer to his sunnah. The sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu wa And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he safeguards the Muslims wherever they are. In every country that they are in, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows this faith to continue to grow, and that through the imma and the masajid that we have established, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows the sunnah to flourish through the community here in Sydney and in Australia and around the world. Jazakum Allah Khayy to our brothers here at ASWJ Auburn. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Bless every single one of you and bless all the sisters and the brothers that came here today. I know it's taken from your busy schedules that you have and especially in the winter months where the, the days are short and the nights are long. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he allows you to leave this gathering that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has lifted all the burdens from your shoulders and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inshaAllah, anyone that has debts, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala relieves them of that debt. And then anyone who is sick, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala them of the sickness. That anyone who is lost, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala finds them and allows them to come closer to him. That anyone that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Knows in their heart that they want him, that he allows them to find Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this gathering and any other gathering. Jazakumullahu khair wa salamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.